Hello and welcome to the Tips and Nits podcast with Sia and Pip. Hello! In this episode, Tips and Nits went on tour. Yep, so for episode 14, we are bringing you, or rather I am, Pip's not quite approved it yet, but I'm bringing you some Canada realness. Woohoo! Complete with hand gestures. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, we're going to go straight into our theme with our drink. So, I have been to Canada, as some of you guys may or may not be aware. Um, If you weren't, well, I've been to Canada. Pip has not. It was sad. I'm very jealous. But she got a lot of knitting done while I was away. Yes. So... Yeah, so kicking off this podcast with our Canadian drink of choice. Woo-hoo-hoo. So I actually managed to drink a fair bit in Canada. I, I did I did the tipsy thing. And I brought us back some Canadian whiskey maple syrup liqueur. Yum. Which is flipping delicious. I've had it before. Pip has not. I have not. So we've got little shot glasses with it in because this is very much a sipping drink, guys. I don't think it's a knocking back one. So cheers, Pip. Cheers. Ooh. Oh, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I like that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, the good news is I brought another bottle of it back. <laughs> Fabulous. While I was also there, I managed to go on a wine tasting adventure Ooh. down at Niagara-on-the-Lake. Lovely. So at some point, I will also be bringing some ice wine Yum. from the Lakeview um winery i guess That's and i'll warn you i'll warn you now if you guys haven't had it it is like drinking like diluting juice so you act, might end up a lot worse for wear than you maybe think quite possibly it's super sweet it doesn't taste like wine mm-hmm. uh, we tried a white and a red while we were there and the red was i think my closest frame of reference would be ribena mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> So Echo Falls with their summer fruits and stuff really need to step up their game. <laughs> um, oh, it sounds good. So yeah, that that's the so that's pretty much our drinking. I'm I'm gonna just slowly sip at this the whole way through. This is really really nice. It is so good. It's really warming, and unlike with most liqueurs and spirits, you don't get that horrible burning sensation in your nose. Yeah, oh. uh, it's just really the sweetness of it is just perfect. Mm. So. You get the sweetness, but it's not like, oh, I'm actually yeah. just drinking maple syrup. What is this? It's really good. Yeah, it's it's got a really thick sort of like texture to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of almost syrupy. Yeah. I can kind of feel it coats the top of my mouth a little bit, mm. but in a nice way. Not in a, ugh, this yeah. is gross way, but in a, this is really nice and smooth. Yeah, it is so smooth mm. and it's really warming. Yeah. This, um. I can imagine sitting around the fire on a cold, snowy christmas day and just sitting and sipping away at yeah, it that'd be knitting nice. and watching like i don't know the christmas special of some lovely tv show yeah yeah this but is- it also works in the summer this um the serving recommendations are chilled or over ice mm-hmm. we're drinking it chilled mm-hmm. part of me does wonder what it'd be like in coffee but mm-hmm. i think that's just my caffeine addiction i don't drink there. coffee so i can't yeah. really make a comment <sighs> you're so Actually, that reminds me. So, any of you guys are familiar with David's Tea over in Canada, you'll be aware that it is an amazing tea shop. It is better than Wittard's. Never thought I'd say that. And I got some coffee-flavoured tea. Huh. So I might be trying Pip on that next. See, I I just don't like coffee. I just don't like... I have actually tried it. That's fair. And I just don't like coffee. So we can maybe do that. Yeah. And you guys can all giggle at me going, ugh. <laughs> or you might need to try me on decaf because strangely oh, enough, yeah. caffeine actually makes me sleepy. 
yeah, that's really So I'd be weird. drinking coffee and yeah. then halfway through the podcast I'd be like... Yeah. <laughs> so that probably also means no Tim Hortons for you then. I could totally probably try Timbits and, Fair. you know, all their other stuff. It's just, it's just kind of caffeine... I stay away from. It. I used to yeah. work in a coffee shop yeah, as well, and fair. just oh, the smell of it. Just not a coffee fan, not a coffee yeah. fan. So you got me on tea, yeah, yeah. But coffee, like I said, we can try and we can all have a giggle. What if we get you on a mocha? Because that's chocolate and coffee. Hmm. See, because I've had chocolate and coffee, like coffee flavored chocolates uh, and that kind of fan. thing, and I'm still not a fan. So mm. I think it's just I find it overwhelmingly like bitter. That's fair. So, mm. but we'll see. I said fair. we can try, and you can yeah. giggle at my funny faces, <laughs> and maybe take some pictures that we can put up on the on the blog happily. Yes. Um, <laughs> speaking of drinks in Canada, the other exciting news is that we've got a Tim Hortons in Glasgow. Yes. So I got to go over to Canada, got hooked on double doubles and iced caps and everything else. Got back off the plane. Two weeks later, we have a Tim Hortons. Yes. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> Basically, you brought Canada back home with you. So I say that because the weather's been appalling since I got back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's been a bit nice to have a bit of a break in the weather, yeah. to be honest, because we did have those appallingly hot, humid days here recently. That is true. So it's been it wasn't nice knitting weather. We've just had reasonably temperature humid days instead. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so obviously over the past few weeks, we've both been knitting like mad, or at least Pip certainly has. Mm-hmm. So Pip, what have you currently got? On your needles. I've got one project on my needles. Just one, guys. Apart I'm from the hibernating ones. ones. Apart from the hibernating ones. They don't count. No, they don't count. They're not real. But I've got one project on my needles. It is halfway cast off. Mm-hmm. And it is a fuss-free baby blanket by uh, Louise Tilbrook, because my co-worker is pregnant. And I Exciting. wanted to do a baby blanket for her because she sees me knitting all the time and she always says she'd love something from me and I'm a very selfish knitter I don't generally knit for other people unless it's like Christmas presents or something so I decided okay well she's pregnant you know what a good time to do a baby blanket Mm -hmm. so the fuss free baby blanket is a free pattern on Ravelry Louise does ask that you can make a donation to Bliss who work with Mm -hmm. premature babies and things they're a brilliant charity and it's really simple so you just do a square in the middle and then you pick up all the stitches and you knit in the round from there on Um, so you can make it as big or as small as you want it's great fantastic i love it Mm, the colors you've chosen are really nice as well well i actually asked my colleague i was like what are your favorite colors and she's like "Mm, kind of purple green kind of turquoise and i was like i have all of those in my (laughs) stash that sounds like colors to me perfect so uh she has no idea that i'm knitting it and I'm really excited to give it to her. She doesn't go on maternity leave until kind of August time. She's mm. not due till end of September, start of October. So it's going to get washed and blocked. And then I'm going to wrap it up and we're gonna put it in my locker at work. And on the day of her baby shower, which she doesn't know we're going to do for her, I'm going to give her it. Oh, that'll be so nice. So um, it's very exciting. It's the first actual baby blanket I've made. Yeah. I've contributed to baby oh, blankets, yes. but I haven't actually knit a whole one by myself. Aww. So... I'm very happy with that. Oh, so that's, that's it. And in the middle of casting it off, I'm using an Icelandic cast off. I'm literally halfway. I literally just passed the halfway stitch marker just before Sia got yep. here. So it's almost going to be finished. And then I'm not going to have any whips on the go. So maybe I'll pick up an old hibernating project, mm-hmm. but unlikely. I kind of want to cast something on, but I don't know what I want to cast on. So 
We'll see what happens. Yep. Alternatively, guys, if you've got suggestions for Pip, please feel free to wing them our way. Yes. If you haven't seen on my YouTube channel, which is just Ramsey Baggins without a um, without an underscore or a hyphen, I do have a video of my stash, which I took last week because my stash is a bit out of control. I ended up donating a bunch of it, so like mm-hmm. a lot of the acrylic and stuff is gone now. But if you want to have a look at my stash video and make some suggestions, go ahead. Enjoy. Yep, we'll put a note for that on the show notes and on the blog as well. Yes. So you guys can check up on Pip and her stash exploration and her various other escapades, which I have no doubt will appear on YouTube. Yes, um, well, we'll see. Like, I'm sure I'm travelling stuff and exactly. things will end up on there, so... Um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, what have you got on your needles? Okay. So I am on a bit of a brioche kick at the moment. Mm-hmm. I cast on a rose gold shawl by Andrea Maori a few weeks ago using some yarn that I bought specifically in Canada for it. It was very exciting. So I'm using, I think it's, I think you say Artfil? Artfi? It's one of their colour bundles. So that's going from pink through to like a dark, dark purple. It looks almost black. Lovely. And a Sweet Georgia tough sock bundle. And that's the Wildfire collection. So it's going from a yellow through to a bright cherry red. Lovely. I don't normally like knit patterns in the same colour that sort of like the sample is that the designers use, but I like pink and I like yellow. <laughs> so it was kind of a no-brainer on that one. Yeah. And that's knitting up quite nicely. And then on election night in the UK, we had our general election. Ugh. Um, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> yeah. I was watching the results and I was like, I'm going to actually like claw through my table with frustration and like moments of joy and hope which were quickly dashed so i cast on an alloy hat which is from pom pom winter 2016 and it's another brioche hat i say it's another it's the first one i've ever done <laughs> and i'm using some drops lima from my stash and some queen of pearls citadel dk in the dragon rider colorway Ooh. so it's it's a sort of like dark gray and then a bright red and i'm looking at it and it reminds me of a tunnock's wrapper mm. you know the bottom bit with the stripes yeah so yeah i think this might I don't know if it's a subconscious thing and maybe I need more tea cakes in my life or something. (laughs) But, yeah, so it's going okay. There are a few instances where there are shenanigans, shall we say. And I think that's mostly because I've gotten cocky. Mm -hmm. Every time I get cocky, I do something stupid. And at that point, I think I was trying to play games on the Xbox Mm -hmm. and knit at the same time. Yeah. So... Yeah, mm. but no one will know apart from you guys that are listening. <laughs> I wonder if that would maybe be a. It looks like a really nice pattern, and I wonder if it would maybe be good for like a beginner brioche.er I think it is. It's stupid simple. You're essentially just doing brioche in the round, yeah, round and round. There, there are no increases or decreases so far. I think there will be when I get to the crown. But thinking back to what the pattern looked like, it didn't look too difficult. Yeah, I mean rose gold similar like, setting up, and that's quite easy. And like the main body seems quite easy. Mm-hmm. I think it might get interesting when I get to sort of like the section that's sort of like a bit more lacy and um, got a bit more like visual textural interest. Mm-hmm. But until then, I'm pro brioche. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what I have got on my needles. Now, Pip, what have you got off your needles? Because you've been very busy. I very, have. very busy. I have. It's been about five or six weeks since you recorded last. Yeah. And my work has been quiet because we tend to get quiet in the summer. And... I've been bored without Sia 
and I've Aww. had I've had a few weekends where I haven't been feeling very well and things like that. So I've been doing a lot of knitting. So last time I had a few things on my needles. So I have cast off the yarn quest mitts. And they look so cool. Yeah. They're adorable. I love them. Yeah, that's the one that I have from Tani Erector and it's the Easy Knits Deeply Wicked that I used that I got from Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And they're adorable. I was a bit worried because I thought they were going to have increasing in them, but they didn't actually have increasing in them, which means that it was like a really quick knit. And I love double knitting, so it was good. But I think I haven't come across any other double knitting patterns I want to do right now, so I'm Mm -hmm. probably going to take a bit of a break from that and try some new things. I cast off my fuss free festival shawl. I think I'd mentioned in the last one that it was pro- I could imagine it end up being a long term project. Mm. But I got to a certain point in it where the length the, the row lengths reached a certain point where it was just mindless and I memorized the pattern. Yeah. And I just flew through it. I just knit on it and I mean it took me like less than a week. From you that shot point. through it because I remember checking on Instagram every couple of days and being like, "Oh, she's knit more." And the yarn, the yarn. Oh, the way the color is pulled on that. Oh, it is lush. It is so beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to block it and wear it out. But I'm just gonna end up having to do a big block party because I've got millions of things I need to block. But yeah. it is the most brilliant wee pattern. It's Louise Tilbrook again. It's ru- and the yarn that I use is Rusty Ferret, and it's amazing, and I love it, and I'm probably gonna knit mm. a million of these things. Next one was a Bowster beanie, so I used some Jameson Spindrift and I'd used it to do the swatch for a class that I did at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And it's like a blue, a pink, and a purple, but they're all quite kind of pastel y. Yeah. And it knit up really quickly. It's such a simple pattern by Goodwin Johnson for Shetland Mill Week. And it's amazing and I love it. And <laughs> yeah. And it really suits you as well. Like, any of you guys who follow Pip on Instagram or Ravelry will know she doesn't really go with pastel colours much, do you? No, not very But often. I think that hat really, really suits you. Like, there's colours. Yeah. They suit you. It's a I good hat. Because my hair is short as well, most yeah. you see more of my hair when I'm wearing a hat instead yeah. of all just being pulled back and do a ponytail. I think that probably helps because my hair's so dark. Yeah. Because if any of you haven't seen me, I have, like, really kind of chestnut coloured hair. So yeah. pastel's against that kind of hair. Whereas against my skin, it doesn't quite work. Mm. But against my hair, it does. So I uh, lucked out with that one, I think. Mm-hmm. I also cast off my Drakenfell shawl, which was from Melanie Berg. And I used Queen of Pearls Court Jester sock for that, which was three skeins that I picked up at Queen of Pearls' birthday last year, so 2016. So it was like a kind of purpley pink, a green, and then there was the birthday yarn, which was like a speckled version of that with some yellows and oranges and things in it. It's really nice because it creates kind of a subtle effect. Yeah. So I used the pink and the green as kind of the main background colours and then the stripes and the accent colour I guess was the, the, the variegated yeah. one. And it all works so well together. I love it so much. I flew through it. You did. I by the end of it I was a bit just like, I want this to end now, please. But it was a really relaxing mm-hmm. knit, like you didn't really have to think about it at all. Yeah. The only thing you needed to think about was counting your ridges and making sure that you did it's like a set of three rows yeah making sure that you didn't accidentally just repeat the same two rows all the time and end up with the wrong stitch count or something but i love it it's huge i have no idea how i'm gonna block it because it's massive because it's three skeins of yarn yeah it grows quite a lot yeah but it's stitch i love it and it's gonna be so good to wear in like the autumn when you can just wrap it round and round and round and round and round it's gonna be really nice 
I also finished a vanilla <laughs> hat. Um, it's just a vanilla Aran hat. I was going to make a Earl Grey, but the yarn that I used, which was the Countess of Blaise Cheviot uh, Cavalry Aran, it's very dark and it just wasn't working with the cables. You couldn't really see the cables and things. So I just did a vanilla hat and it looks like it looks like Bonfire Night. So it's like really dark browns and blacks with like mm, nice. bits of like oranges and things like that. And Sam says it reminds him of pictures of the Simmerdim. Ooh. Which is where like the up in Shetland and things yeah. and the sun just doesn't quite get below or the sun just kinda just gets below the the horizon overnight, yeah. but you still get the glow. And he says it reminds him of like the dark sky oh. with the simmer dim. It's gorgeous. I just let the yarn do its whatever it wanted to do and it was just gorgeous and I love it. And it's so smooshy and wonderful. And <laughs> the thing with Chivia is since I started working with breed yarns when I started, I used to think everything was itchy and scratchy. Yeah. And now I've become a lot more tolerant to it. So Chivia would be one of those ones where at the beginning I've been like, oh, it feels, it feels mm. horrible. But actually, I quite like it. It's rustic. Yeah, it's rustic, but like it's got a nice texture to yeah. it and it's got a really nice like kind of feel to it. You know it's come off a sheep. Yeah. And you know that it's not been processed and processed and processed and processed and processed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's quite nice to see breed yarns kind of come into the forefront and the other one that I've cast off yes there's another one <laughs> this is a good one though guys uh, this is a new one for me mm-hmm. I cast on a pair of four ply socks and they're like actual socks with like proper sock techniques mm-hmm. so I used the Judy's Magic cast on for the very first time they were yep. toe up it was the CC Almond Vanilla Cappuccino socks toe up so I used the Magic cast on and I did a fishless lips kiss heel, which was so easy. Like, I literally sat at my desk and I was texting Sia going, I want to cast on the socks, but I'm scared. And Sia was like, just do it. And I'm yep. like, but I'm scared. And, and I'm like, if I can do it. <laughs> I am so, I'm such, uh, I'm so bad at it. I'm just so like, but this is a new thing and it scares me. And then I have to tell myself, well, really, if it goes wrong, what, what are you going to do? You're just going to have to frog it. Big yeah. deal like whatever and you're actually good for putting line, lifelines in yes whereas I look at lifelines and go I could do that or I could just not <laughs> <laughs> and then I regret it when I did not <laughs> but I pulled up the sock magician tutorial for Judas Magic Cast On because sock magician if it's a sock if there's a sock magician tutorial for something that is what I will use mm, genius um, and he's brilliant because his tutorial for this you don't end up with a row of twisted cat twisted stitches Always a bonus. So you don't have to knit through the back loop for half the stitches that you cast on. It's great. Brilliant. You should check out his tutorials because he doesn't have run-of-the-mill, this is how you're doing it, stitch, this is how you do cross-stitch, but anything kind of a little bit more out there Mm. or a little bit different or just not quite your run-of-the-mill stuff, you should check out and see if he's got a video for it if you're looking for tutorials because he's so succinct. He's so... It's just brilliant. And yeah, so I did fish lips, kiss, heel, and I made my little cardboard thing and I did the maths on it and the maths came up that my heel should start about a centimetre back from where I had it starting. But, and then I kept measuring it and I was like, well, they're definitely, definitely, I'm not measuring this wrong. The maths is genuinely just different. But then I remembered that that's because I have an absolutely screwed up ankle because I broke it when I was a kid and it never healed properly so I was like perhaps that's what the issue is so I did it up until the maths line and 
tell you what, the socks are just, they do fit really well. They do. I wish, I cast them on the small, so 56 stitches. Next time, I'm probably going to do 52 or 50. Because, I mean, there's no negative ease yeah. in them at all. Because I have teeny tiny feet. She's not joking, guys. Like, Pip's feet. So tiny. Like, I cast them on 2.5 millimetre needles, 56 stitches, and they're still too big. Like, or they're, you know, they're a little bit baggy at the toe. Things like that. Like, not bad, but just enough that there's no negatives there at all. Um, So, yeah, that's how small my feet are. And I'm pretty much hooked. I did Mm -hmm. them not quite stopping at the ankle. I did, they're maybe about two or three inches from my ankle up. And I only used 48 grams of yarn, so I've still got 52 grams of yarn. I could pick another pair. You could. And I started, I've started buying dresses and things recently, so I think if I start doing them so they just come up a little bit, I might get some Mary Jane shoes. That looks and so have, cute. like, hand-knit socks where they come just above and then they have a little roll. So instead of doing a ribbing at the top, yeah. I would just do, like, I would just combine them off and they would roll over a little bit. So yeah. I had, like, these nice little shoes, uh, little socks that go with Mary Jane shoes. You do Jane a little shoes. Pico cast off. Then you've got a little bit of like yeah. femininity and lace to it. So we'll see. I need to see if I can find yeah. any Mary Jane shoes that actually fit me because my feet are really, really wide. They're small, they're wide, <laughs> and they have a high art, a high instep. They're a total pain mm. <laughs> to try and find the shoes for, which is really nice. Now I can knit my own socks. I yeah. can actually knit socks that work with that, which will be which really lovely. And socks are totally not as scary as I thought they were. Yeah. And everyone was cheering me mm-hmm. on on Instagram. Leona from Fluff Shop, thank you. Erica Ackles has been commenting on them and encouraging Aww. me a lot. So thank you, you guys, and everyone else that commented. Because I was kind of doing this and I was knitting them and I was kind of like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I think I sent you a gift. Yeah, you did. From Hook, where they're like, you're doing it, Peter. <laughs> and I was like, this is what I feel like right now. I did need to use the lifeline because I dropped a stitch in the middle of the heel. Oh, yeah. And I had to rip the whole heel back on the second sock. Oh, and I did them two at a time as well. Yeah, you did. My very first time. I love that. Two at a time. Isn't so it easy. genius? No second sock syndrome. Yep. And it was great. Everyone at work was like, why are you knitting socks? You can just buy them, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, because I enjoy them. And they were like, well, can you knit us socks then? And I was like, well, no. considering how many hours they would take me to knit. And they're like, well, like, why would you spend so many hours in it? And we just kind of went around in circles. Oh and it was a bit just like, because you guys just don't understand... And it's a bit of a rite of passage, I guess, for knitters. So, yeah, I definitely am converted. I can yes. definitely see myself making some. Someone else um, with small feet like mine, I posted on Reddit, said that it can be really difficult to find socks for people with feet my yeah. size on Ravelry because the patterns generally don't quite fit. So what I can imagine myself doing and what I've had yeah. to stop myself doing because I've got other things to do is uh, picking up some stitch dictionaries and being like, yeah. I could make socks with you this could. stitch pattern. Especially with fish lips, fish lips kiss heel because... It makes it so much easier. You literally can do it with any amount of stitches. Any amount of stitches. I mean, if it divides by three, that's yeah. best. But, no, if it... If, if, if the amount of stitches you have, half that amount of stitches minus two divide by three. Mm. If that works, that's even better, but it doesn't have to. Like speaking. It's brilliant. I literally know the formula now, so I could do a fish yeah. lips kiss heel on any amount of stitches. That's like funny. so I can literally just be like, I'm gonna cast on fifty stitches and I'm gonna knit this pattern. Like, I'm gonna use this stitch from the stitch dictionary. It's amazing, I love it. I've found a whole new world of knitting. Now I need more sock yarn because most of the yarn that I have doesn't have nylon in it. Doesn't have nylon in it. So 
Any recommendations for good sock yarns? Send them my way. <laughs> and that's my massive rant about what I've done. Uh, finished. So, Sia, what have you cast off? Since the last podcast, I cast off the Drakenfells I was doing using some yarn yard and rusty ferret yarns. Mm-hmm. And I gave that to Phil's mum as a thank you for letting us stay in your home. Did you like it? I think so, yeah. That's good. So she was showing it to like family members and stuff, so mm-hmm. I assume she likes it. Yes, it's always nice when yeah. people show off your knitted items. Yeah. And I actually took her the Edinburgh Yarn Fest bag from this year, the embroidery bag. Oh, lovely. And she embroidered on it in some blue threads, mm-hmm. and it looks so cool. Like She doesn't have a variegated yarn ball of yarn so oh that's so cool so she's yeah. already done it she shot through it like within about 24 hours it was done that's amazing so it looks really cool so if you guys haven't embroidered your bags yet do it because yeah it looks super cool and it looks fun as well nice what else did i cast off i cast off a baby cardi mm-hmm. so when we were in canada phil's best mates had a baby mm-hmm. and it's a little girl and Aww. she's super cute and i knit her a baby cardigan it's an old drops pattern and it's free and it's essentially just short rows mm-hmm. short row guard stitches it's the easiest pattern the only downside is you have to seam the arms mm-hmm. and I hate seaming <laughs> with a passion doing tin can it's top down patterns where you don't have to seam anything has spoilt me I admit it <laughs> but I did that in the Queen of Pearls birthday yarn I had some of that left from doing some socks mm-hmm. and I was like you know what it is rainbow coloured and because we didn't know the gender of the baby at the time because yeah. it hadn't been born we were like well it works and I had some drops baby merino in a turquoise lovely so I used that as sort of like the main colour and I just striped them and mm-hmm. yeah it went down quite well I don't know if it fits I think it did I did it bigger than I thought the baby would be yeah um, yeah it's fine they always grow into them exactly and to be fair when we were in Canada it was 30 degrees so wow little bit warm for a knitted cardigan and a small one yes <laughs> and then the other thing I finished is a palindrome wrap from again pom pom winter 2016 issue and it's by Julia Fowler Clay and it's basically this big stripy wrap and the way you do it is it's kind of like a really funky construction so you cast on provisionally one side of the shawl and then you cable cast on the top edge and then you're essentially doing like a mitered square mm-hmm. so you start with like a stupid number of stitches and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller and you're doing um, intarsia while you're doing it as well mm-hmm. and it was so much fun you flew through it I cast that on when I was in Toronto mm-hmm. and I'd finished the first half of it by the time we landed in Glasgow nice and then I finished the other half a couple of weeks ago and I did that using some of the yarn that I got at Edinburgh Yarn Fest Lovely. so when we were at Edinburgh Yarn Fest I accidentally enabled myself whilst I was enabling Heather <laughs> <laughs> So I wound up with two skeins of the All Made Nance Merino Sparkle Yarn mm-hmm. in the Cold Sheep colourway. Mm-hmm. Heather wound up with a skein of it in the Merino Superwash, and then we both ended up with a skein each of the Superwash in Jaded and As You Wish, so bright tealy green colour and a nice bright pink. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, I've no idea what I'll use these for, but they look so beautiful together. <laughs> and Heather was like, yeah, they do! And then I was like, I'll buy them! And so yeah i did that and thankfully i managed to use up pretty much sort of like three quarters to sort of like 85 percent of them nice so it was a bit of a stash exploration stash busting project it looks really summery it does actually doesn't it i'm really pleased with it it kind of reminds me of beach huts yeah it is 
the way the stripes work, it does look a bit sort of deck cherry, beach mm-hmm. tea. I mean, I did another sort of classic seer where I looked at the pattern and I was like, it calls for lace yarn and this size needles. I'm going to ignore that and use whatever the flip I like. <laughs> but it worked. So mm-hmm. I did that and I'm quite pleased with it. Nice. I haven't worn it yet. I don't know if I want to keep it for myself or gift it yet. So at the moment it's just hanging on a hanger on one of my doors and I just keep mm-hmm. looking at it as I walk past it. See, I don't wear most of my FOs much, but I don't gift them either. That's so really weird. That's like both of you. I'm a process knitter though. Yeah. And I think you're maybe more of an object knitter. Yeah. Like you knit for the finished object sometimes, whereas I generally knit for the love of knitting it. Yeah. And sometimes I do knit it for the finished object, but I just, I could never bring myself, unless it's knit in mind of giving it away, yeah. I could never bring myself to give stuff away because I'm just like, but I spent time on this. But I I fun. always love them when they're done. Yeah. I love so. myself when it's finished. I do, I really enjoy the process. Like, the phrase I knit so I don't kill people really applies to me. <laughs> that and I fidget. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wasn't sat here working on my hat now, I'd be playing with my bracelets, I'd be fiddling with the notebook in front of us, mm-hmm. I'd have probably knocked something off the desk by now. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. But no, um, the palindrome wrap kept me really busy whilst I was in Canada and once I'd come back, so I can very much recommend that pattern if anyone feels like knitting it. Nice. It was quite funny, actually. I feel like there was a level of subconscious like choice in it as well, because when I looked at other people's finished objects, mm-hmm. there are a lot that have done it in similar colour combinations, using sort of like grey, pink, and mm-hmm. like a jade, tealy green colour. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that maybe like influenced me in the first place when I was buying it at a Brienne Fest, but... <laughs> I think yeah. they all just... They, those colours work yeah, really they well do. together, so when you see them together you just think oh that looks good so a lot of people end up with similar combinations simply because they just look good yeah that's true certain colors just call to each other i find Mm, definitely so that's kind of on and off the needles done i know that you have some stuff that you want to talk about yep so before i went to canada i went on a mini tipsy knits tour to edinburgh and i got to see the lovely km bedigan and i had what was essentially my first ever modeling gig Woo. Yep, fierceness, realness, extravaganza, etc. <laughs> I've been watching RuPaul, I'm sorry guys. So, K.M. Bedigan, lovely, lovely Kirsten, has a new collection out, and it's actually in a book. So nice. you can buy it as a print book, and you can also get it on Ravelry, and it's called A Love Like Salt. Lovely. And this is the Norse collection. So it contains a shawl, some mitts, cowl, a hat, and some lovely socks. In the very same colourway, I think, as the ones that you've just cast off. Dark below. Yes. So I went across to Edinburgh and I got to model the collection for the book's photos and stuff. And if you guys haven't checked it out, you should because everything is so nice. Yeah. Um, It's got Kirsten's customary slip stitches throughout and... Yeah, it's just a beautiful, beautiful collection. Mm. And the colours she's chosen as well, it's all sort of like deep blues and greys and browns. There's some Ginger Twist DK in there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some Billum. Mm-hmm. There's some Rusty Ferret, as I just said. The pattern's very versatile, and I think a couple of them can actually be gender neutraled. Yeah. So you can knit them for anybody. They're not stereotypically feminine or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the mitts and the hat and cowl in particular are quite versatile. Yeah. And you can customise the size of the shawls as well. So she had a couple of the sample shawls and there was one that was sort of like four ply, just like a skein size. Mm -hmm. And then there were a couple of ginormous ones. Like you guys will see when you see the pictures. Mm -hmm. And they're using like, you know, they are very good for stash busting. Yeah. 
and they're just gorgeous. Yeah, they're so patterns. lovely and textured. And I believe there are more on the way. Ooh. But for now, if you want to get hold of the pattern, it's £12 on Ravelry. Nice. And it's very, very nice, trust me. I've, I've managed to like have a good smush of everything and wear everything. Yeah. But anyhow, it, as I said, it's a beautiful collection. And I'm not remotely biased. Nope. But go check it out. And I think if you guys are at Indieborough Yarn Crawl, which I think is this weekend, depending on whether or not we managed to edit in time. Sorry, guys, if I didn't. It's fine. You will be able to buy it there too. Mm-hmm. So Kirsten will be at the pop-up marketplace. So, yeah. Go forth, check out Rav, go see the patterns, buy them. Yay. Knit them, enjoy them. Haha. Okay, so, anything else going on in the Yarny world that we need to tell people about? I know that Pom Pom Quarterly are celebrating their fifth anniversary. Woohoo! So there's currently an anniversary issue out at the moment, the summer issue. It is bumper, absolutely jam-packed with extra patterns. I've seen some people working on some of the patterns, yeah. the anniversaire, yeah. carmen and things. And wow is yeah. pretty much my entire reaction. Mm. Just wow. So yeah, it's got patterns from Bristol Ivy, Vera Valamaki, Hohi Locatelli, Rachel Coopy. It is an absolute treat. And they're also having a pom fest. Yes. So a special birthday party. And I think that's going to be in July. So make sure you guys go check out the website for more details. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't make it down. No. Because it's in London and it unfortunately clashes with all of our other stuff that we have going on including jobs yeah work go Ugh. figure yeah surprising we are like contributing members of society <laughs> well yeah. we're not knitting and drinking for you guys so yeah make sure you check that out too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i would like to just mention a bit of stash acquisition yes yeah, so we're gonna have a semi-new slightly renamed section on the podcast and what are we calling it pip well, most people like to talk about stash enhancement, mm-hmm. but stash enhancement isn't what it's called in at least my household. Sam likes to refer to buying yarn as going on a stash acquisition mission, which we didn't even realise actually shortens down to SAM, Sam. But yeah, the stash acquisition mission, anytime we're going to a festival or we're going to you know a local yarn yeah. shop, anything at all, Sam is like... We're on a stash acquisition mission. So it's Sam time. <laughs> so it's it's not stash enhancement for ourselves, it's stash acquisition. Mission. Uh, yes. And Sia facilitated my wonderful stash acquisition. Yeah. So, yes, whilst I was in Canada, unfortunately, didn't have time to check out any of the yarn stores in Toronto. The day that we were going to go, we worked out that we wouldn't have time to leave our bags at the train station get there for opening have a look around then get back to actually leave on our train for to get to ottawa so instead sorry guys i gave up the yarn and went to the whole the hockey hall of fame which was actually kind of worth it but not yarn we then went through to montreal where phil's family live and we managed to go to espace trico which is in monkland and it is such a lovely store they have an amazing range of stocks they've got Sweet Georgia, Fleece Artist, Koigu, Madeline Tosh, Julie Asselin. I was in absolute heaven. And for some stupid reason, I didn't take any photos. Oh, well. I don't know why. I think I got a bit overwhelmed by all the yarn fumes. Like, I did spend a good couple of, like, minutes running around just smushing everything while Phil and his mum laughed. (laughs) And then helped. They were really, really helpful. So, 
I acquired two gradient sets, the ones that I talked about earlier for my rose gold. Mm -hmm. And then I also got hold of some Artfill Bell, which is a four ply and it's merino nylon. And it is lovely and smooth. I don't know what I'm going to knit with it, but it's a sort of like cream into sort of like specks of dark brown and black and pink. Mm -hmm. It's called Neapolitan, which is quite fitting, I think. Yeah. So I got that. And then I also got two skeins of the Fleece Artist Merino Slim. And Phil's mum kindly bought this for Phil and I. Phil lost a scarf that he used to have when he was in the Canadian Air Force when Mm -hmm. he first moved over. So he was looking at these skeins by Fleece Artist and they're specially dyed to celebrate Canada's 150th this year. Mm -hmm. So he's got one sort of like greens and sort of like greys and things. And he wants me to knit him a replacement scarf in that. Mm-hmm. And the one I got, I can't remember what Phil's was inspired by, but mine's inspired by Quebec. Lovely. So it seemed quite fitting that I was in Montreal and I got that one. Mm-hmm. And it's pinks and greys and greens. And I don't know what I'll knit it, with, knit it into, but it's so lovely. So a big thank you to Phil's mum for that. And then because I'm such a wonderful, lovely, kind and generous and amazing and special, Pip's not even stopping me. She's drinking the maple whiskey. <laughs> podcast co-host and friend <laughs> she got me yarn so Pip, what did i get you so she got me three skeins of yarn so i've got two skeins of artfill americana dk and they're just the minis so there's about 25 meters in each and i've got like a dark green and a lovely kind of olive green would you yeah. say um, two little skeins and they're so cute mm-hmm. and she also got me a skein a 50 gram skein of merino yarn from Koigu and it's kind of like this lovely variegated green so it kind of goes from kind of light green right to kind of dark green but it's all the same it's all like different values of the same shade yeah and the three of them go so well together like literally Sia knows me so well <laughs> so well so I think what I'm probably going to do is knit myself like maybe some mitts and I'm going to maybe do the cuffs mm. in like the DK and then the body and the four ply and gener- they're just so beautiful They're just and they're so soft and lovely and gorgeous and beautiful mm. and I, I saw them it. and I was instantly like pip yes um, and you got Heather some as yes. well in kind of the red spectrum which yeah. she loves like kind of the kind of reds and orange wine yeah. red and orange and yeah so basically i love these yarns so much you did yep. so well see ah, you're welcome um, and i can't wait to use them yeah. in something um, pretty yeah so probably should have said everything that we got was dyed in canada mm-hmm. so the artful yards are dyed in quebec mm-hmm. so i made sure i got something local whilst i was there yeah um whereas the koigu is dyed elsewhere i can't remember exactly where Ontario. Ontario. Oh, well, I actually was in, tar- in Ontario for some yeah. of it, so it counts. <laughs> so, yeah, no doubt you guys will be hearing exactly what we think of these yarns in greater detail when we start knitting with them more. Yes, I basically just um, keep stroking them. But, yeah, I had an absolutely fantastic time whilst I was there. As I said, quality knitting time. Yes. And Espastrico is such a lovely, lovely shop, and it was really nice getting to speak to people whilst I was in there. Mm-hmm. It was quite funny because as I was arriving, one of the ladies I was talking to is actually moving across to Galashields. <laughs> so we were having a quick chat about Edinburgh Yarn Fest and stuff like that, which was pretty cool too. Lovely. And they have their own podcast as well. So Oh, interesting. I've started checking that out as well. Nice. What's it called? I think it's just a Spastrico. I just typed it into YouTube. 
Cool. I'll need to check that yeah. out. So, I think that pretty much wraps us up for today. Yeah. So, between now and the next episode, Pip's going to be heading off to Budapest. Yes, I'm going to Budapest. It's my sister's hen party, so I have no idea if I'm going to have a chance to check out the yarn shops. But if I do get a chance, I will try. I love souvenir yarn. I want a yarn diet, but souvenir yarn doesn't count, so that's fine. Exactly. And then I'm also going back to Belfast for a few days as well after that. So, again, I will see if I can find the yarn shops because yeah. I wasn't a knitter last time. Well, the, the last kind of couple of times I've been out to Belfast really and had a chance to, to look around. So, yeah. I'm hoping I can, can find some kind of souvenir yarn there yeah. as well. Fingers um, crossed. Representing home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm the one next on tour, really. Check me on Instagram. Yeah. I'll probably be posting lots of pictures of the Giants Causeway and, you know, places like that. And, Oh, look, here they filmed Game of Thrones in this place. Yeah. And I'll be posting lots yeah. of pictures from Budapest if I have the, so cool. the Wi-Fi or the data yeah. to do so. And I'm very excited. Yeah. And just to carry on the tips and it's on tour, take two theme, I'm going to Amsterdam. Lovely. On Sunday, this nice. weekend, as part of a work trip. But I will have some time off between landing and the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that I can go check out Stephen and Penelope, maybe. Ooh. Maybe. We'll see. Let's see. Let's see. So yeah, we're we're big on travelling this year, guys. Yeah. Well, this is my travelling until October and yeah. all, so you know, gotta get it all in. It's gonna be yeah. interesting and exciting, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm also hopefully heading up to Dundee as part of a conference. <gasps> oh. Yeah. You know um, what Dundee means, right? Nah, not a clue. There's no one we like in Dundee, is there? No. so i might go and hopefully catch up with leona in fluff because i've never actually managed to go and visit fluff i haven't had a chance to get to the shop Um, i've not been to dundee in ages so i'm totally not going to skip out on a conference to go to see one of our favorite wonderful yarn dyers totally not so yeah such a thing a fair (laughs) bit of jet setting around europe and the uk yes and as said there things might pop up on my youtube which is just ramsey baggins i also have a blog at the moment running which is exploring my historic fo's so that is ramseybaggins.wordpress.com if you want to check that out as well because apparently i've just gone social media yeah yes all the social (laughs) media recently so it's just because i've been bored because i you know i haven't been able to hang out with yarny people for a while <laughs> so um, if you want to check those out you can as well and feel free to leave comments and all kind of stuff and feel free to leave comments on the podcast yep so as ever you can catch up on the show notes and other stuff that we get up to at tipsynitspodcast.wordpress.com mm-hmm. and you can catch us both on twitter mm-hmm. and Ravelry and, and Instagram and Instagram so So yeah hopefully we'll have a fair bit to tell you guys next time but until then bye i guess bye